Denise Malaski bringing you a special edition podcast for you. We are so excited. I have six special guests with me today, and we're going to be talking about our most recent visit from an author, um, from ne- who was the author of Nexia, Scott Rankin. And I have, like I said, six special guests, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Robert Kelly. Hey, I'm Rithika Rajesh. I'm Jalen Stanley. Hey, I'm Aaron. I'm Simon Mall. I'm Shayla Kolmanskaya. And so we have a great group to discuss Scott Rankin's book, Nixia. So we're going to start off with, tell me, what was your biggest takeaway from our morning meeting? Who wants to start first? Go ahead. Just the fact that you could meet an author that was actually successful and turned his dreams into a plan. And he also explained like how he got turned down by all his friends and all that, but he still kept going with yeah. his dream. Yeah, he had his dream when he was in seventh grade, and he always went to the, as he said, he went to the library and would pick out a space for him where his book would be if he ever published one. So now he gets to go see it there. That's pretty cool. As yeah. you know, as a seventh grader, which all of you guys are, mm-hmm. so all of our seventh graders, I guess we should kind of go back a little bit. All of our seventh graders had the opportunity um, last Thursday to hear Scott Rankin um, speak about just being an author, what it takes to be an author, and he shared um, his writing of his book, and you guys just talked about dreams. So, and then I love how he shared with you that he envisioned, like, saw where his book was going to be, like that visualization of seeing that. So, what are some of your dreams? Anybody want to be an author here? No, not writer, really. not not really. Nah, but do you have no. any dreams? What do you yeah, got, Robert? When, when I grow up, I want to do something in sports. But okay. if I can't do that, I would like to be a scientist, maybe. All right, so we got a little plan there. What do you got? Yeah. Um, I'm like super into fashion and like and like makeup, and I, I want to like support the environment and like come up with a like e- eco-friendly like makeup brand for like all like races, sizes, and shapes that like work for everyone. Wow. So yeah. you got that really planned out. I got that planned out, yeah. I really liked how he, like, I explained, like, how he didn't just, like, wake up one day and, like, become, like, famous. He had to, like, work hard for it and, like, take, like, the steps he had to. And, like, he had to, like, go through, like, many obstacles, such as, like, being turned down and things like that. Yeah. Because it's not easy, you yeah. know. You have you do have to have a plan in place. And it sounds like you are ready on that plan. Like, you've thought about a lot of different parts of that. Um, and you, Robert, you have that backup plan. I like that. <laughs> if one thing doesn't work out, I'll try something else. Have one on this side of the table. What do we got? Um, I want to do, like, I want to make, I like making pie. So I might. <laughs> yes. I, I might. I like eating pie. <laughs> I, I like both. Um, I might, like, open a bakery or something, like Aaron's Pie or something. I don't know. So and you need to practice. Get those recipes going. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Anybody else want to share? Well, I also want to do like something in sports, like what Robert said. And my basically my backup plan is being a therapist. Okay. Nice. All right. So te- let's talk about what did we learn about the writing process? I learned that it took like it took it took um, two months to write it, but it took around two years to publish it. Yeah. So it's a long time. Two months to write, and it's a pretty. Um, it's a pretty big, pretty big book. 300 pages. Yeah. How yeah. many pages? Like around 300, Wow. Pages. So yeah. two months to writing that. I couldn't, yeah. even, I couldn't imagine writing that much. Yeah, like, yeah you can't just like do I can, it. I can barely write three pages. 
I bet you if you really worked at it, you could do it. You could do it. So what else did you learn? Like, you can't just, like, do, like, everything on, like, your own, like, rock, like, rock, Aubrey said, like, you need a publisher, a, like, person to, like, um, to, like, read your book, like, edit it, things like that, and, like, no matter, like, how hard, like, you try, like, like, you can't do everything, like, on your own, like, you need to yeah. help others, and it's, like, okay, like, admit that and, like, take help from others, you know? So it's, it's the important part of the process is the editing piece. I'm sure he shared that. So it's not just one person looking at your writing, and that's you got to be open to having lots of people look at what you're doing and then critiquing you, right, and giving you feedback. So how about you? What was some of the takeaways that you had from oh, the writing process piece? The takeaway, yeah, is that to be patient mm. and that um, well, like they said, you can't really write three pages, but. I don't know how it was for him, but usually if I'm, like, writing something or if I'm drawing something, it, like, it all depends on how the creativity flows. If the creativity comes and it just, you just want to keep going, keep going. That's how I felt when I was reading the book. I always wanted to know um, what Emmett was going to do next or how he was going to think about things. Yeah, so it just kept you going through the pages and going mm -hmm. through the pages. The same is true in terms of writing and the writing process is that when you're in that flow and you're in that mindset of creativity, you can't stop yourself, right? Yeah. And so you have to get it out on paper or even, you know, kind of talk to it a little bit in your mind and go through that process. Yeah, what else? But, like, you also have bad days, too. It's not like every single day, like, you're going to, like, wake up and be, like, motivated and, like, write, like, five pages. Yeah. So you got to, like, learn to accept that and just, like, move on. Yeah. I also thought it'd be really exciting because... Um, you know, you might look at every single book and you see on the back like there's a quotation from someone like some kind of company or some famous author. It would be exciting to see who gets to read your book and write what they think about it on the cover. Yeah, good one. All right, so what did we realize about publishing the book? Because most of our stuff that you guys are writing is handed into your teacher, right? And it doesn't go anywhere maybe beyond the classroom um, maybe it gets put in for a contest or something. So what did he talk about in terms of publishing the book? You said it took him two years to yeah. get it published, and what did he share about that? It took a, For him, it took a lot of passion. Like, he expanded on the um, subject of passion about how how he has to put in a lot of work, and not only him, but as Rafika said, everybody else that's involved in the publishing process, they have to have passion for it. They can't just be there and do that so they had passion for everything that they did yeah what else about the publishing process it's definitely like a very long process like there's many steps and like not many like re, re readers like realize like how much work goes into a book did he yeah. talk about getting any rejections yes. 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 He, said, yeah. he, he shared a story with us and when he was in I think seventh grade around our age and um he told a teacher that he did a story and the teacher said that it was good but it's not real writing oh wow! so oh, he was and she said in front of the entire class which is very yeah how, do you guys, how did you guys feel about yeah. that it's a, yeah. it's a very big emotional setback you might think your writing is great and then someone comes and tries to pull you down or disrupt what you're doing and you have to get back up and keep on going yeah, yeah. so you know this writing it's very personal yeah. Right? You know, as, as you guys are all shaking your heads at me. Um, and it's difficult. You just really brought up a good point. Like when that teacher for him, um, you know, kind of tore him down a little bit by saying that his, his writing wasn't real writing. 
but he got back on it and because this again in seventh grade he realized this is what he wanted to do and he had you know big dreams for it and so you have to keep working at it so maybe in seventh grade his writing wasn't perfect yet you know and maybe now as an adult it's not perfect yet but there's somebody out there who's interested in his writing and his stories and wants to read it and you get that feedback so you just got to keep going and pushing it if that's your goal right so um what surprised you about him his story um his personal story and then also the book itself yeah it surprised me that most of his story is based off what one of his students wanted one of his students wanted his specific race and all of the races to be in more books. So he went and did that and put many races in this one book that he made. Yeah, he's, So, Aaron, go back a little bit, though, and talk to us a little bit about, because not everybody knows Scott Rankin's story, when you say his students. So he was a teacher. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of what you know, what he shared with you about his background. Do you remember? Um, so what I remember is... I remember he was like walking around in his in his classroom and his student came up to him and was like why isn't there any of my race in your because he had this little library full of a lot of his books and some other people's books okay. and he was like why isn't there any of my books or my race in the books and he had to think about that and he didn't know why so so he had a classroom library of books, and some were some of the things that he had written personally, and some were some things that were written by other authors, I'm assuming young authors. What age group was he teaching? Yeah, high school. He had high schoolers. And so that's pretty brave of another of a student to go up to the teacher and say, you know, why? Question him about his writing. So that, though, gave him some inspiration to write this book. Okay, mm -hmm. so what what do you want to share? What what else surprised you? Oh, what surprised me was that it's very creative. The um the concept of the book it follows s sort of other concepts from other books like Hunger Games and Divergent, but it's it's still unique in its own way. Like the the concept is the same, but the um the real meat and potatoes is very different from just the outside. Yeah. yeah. What else? Like, he was just, like, like um, relating back to, like, where he took, like, took his inspiration from and things. He was just, like, a, like, normal, like, average, like, teacher. And, like, he, like, he, he just wanted to, like, follow his, like, dreams. So he worked hard. He took inspiration from people around him and just, like, made his dreams come to reality, which is, like, really admirable. Anybody else want to share what he surprised also has, you? Like, he has a wife and a kid and, like... <laughs> As what Robert said, it took him two months, which is really surprising that he has to take care of them while still writing the book and like and a job. Yeah, you know, so he has a family, and another a real job that has the income coming in, and then he was writing this book on the side. He wasn't at that time just um, committed to writing books, right? Yeah. It's because he was teaching, so what he was doing this all on the side. So think about all the work that you guys do. All the homework, and then you have all your sports and your activities, and maybe you're in dancing school, or you're in the play, or you're in art club, all that stuff, and then you have a hobby of writing on top of it, right? How long? And you guys are saying it's hard to write three pages. Yeah. Right. So, and he wrote 300 pages while he was dealing with all yeah. that other stuff. So, um, you know, it takes a lot of endurance. 
to do these things. So what appeals to you about the book? I think you started talking about that a little bit, Erin. So what else is appealing to you? Have you started reading the book? Only a little bit. Only a little bit so far? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on day, there's like, it goes by days, like they're on the ship. I'm in day two. I just started day two. It's And you just got the book on Thursday? Oh, no, I had it. Oh, you had it before? I got it wednesday the day before he came okay and um so then i, sh- I read it I started, started reading, reading it mm-hmm. and today's only monday so you're pretty much you know you're going through the book pretty good and so what's captured your attention about the book oh so far is that um the competition it's like he's trying to decide whether to have alliances with kids or not to because this one kid is trying to be really nice to him but he's still shaky whether he should fully trust him and like be buddy buddy but he still wants to win this thing for his parents okay anybody else been reading you've been reading yeah also i think it's really interesting the fact that the book is science fiction and it like it could be real in the future it could be something so it makes us wonder oh what if this is actually happening we'll never know and it and it's (laughs) starting to focus on a lot of um things in the bible because like there's the name of the ship is genesis 11 that's a book in the Bible. Then there's Eden, which is a place in the Bible. And Emmett's father's name is Jeremiah, which is another book in the Bible. Okay, so he's, he's writing with some purpose there, too, it sounds like, right? Yeah. So what do you think, What, what have he, did he share that with you at all? What his, what his purpose was in writing this book and why it was science fiction? He, he didn't, like, very much, like, talk about why it was science fiction, but, like, he did talk about how, like, he wanted, like, everyone to be included in the book and how, like, he made sure that, like, anyone reading the book had, like, a character who they could, like, see through, who, like, represented them. Yeah. Connect with on a personal level. On a personal level. Okay. And so I'll... it's connecting with you? How are you connecting personally with it? Um, it's, like, here in school. It's, like, it's not really a competition, but it's... You don't know if you want to be friends with this person or you want to be enemies with this person. And, yeah. So how and is that like school? I don't understand that part. What do you mean? It's like the a, house system they you're have, talking about? Or they I don't have, get it. They have, they have levels. And like There's like a scoreboard, and there's one person at the top that everyone wants to be on the same team with because he's at the top, of course. Okay. But then you have people on the bottom, oh, okay. and no one wants to be with them. So it's like the school system. There's the popular kids air quotes, and then there's the, <laughs> the the less popular kids, the weird kids, air quotes. So, everyone wants to be... But who's, the, who, whose decision is... You're going to talk about real life now, you know, and you're talking about comparing that to school. Who's to say that those air quote kids at the top are really the top? Oh, because they're good at everything. They have something... But who decides that? I Apparently, it's the... It just happens, you mm-hmm. think? It's really how society works at this point. Really? Yeah. So how do, how we do gotta we... define those norms, guys. I, I, <laughs> yeah, how are we gonna fix that? Because I don't, I'm not Three sure I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. The way that you're talking, are you guys good with that? You, you got the eyebrow <laughs> up. I see eyebrows up. You're not okay with that. I'm, Is that why you get lost in books like this? I'm not really the type to. I'll stand up if something goes too far. Yeah. But I'm more of a be quiet and and observe before yeah. I decide Go to make my before <laughs> I decide to make my decision to stand up for something. Well, I hope we lead with kindness in everything that we do, though. So I hope that's what we do. Um, all right. So what else appeals to you about this book? What else in it? 
Aaron? Um, I like the idea of the material mixia because I'm a huge fan of any like book with characters with superpowers, which with anything supernatural, anything like that, I'm super into. Unless I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about those books, but anyway. I love how creative Nixia, the material, is. How he says it's, like, alive. I was like, oh, it's like a material you control with your mind. But then it's alive, and then you get better once you use it more. But other ones you don't... If you use other ones, you don't use them the same way, because they're different, because they're, like, alive, and they have their own differences. It's it's sort of like the... If you ever seen, like, Venom or, like, any type of, like, spite... Like, Venom... How, like, the material bonds with the person, mm-hmm. it's sort of like that. How it's alive, but you're controlling it at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, like, I wonder how he came up with the idea for it and things. And he talks about, like, how it's not available to everyone. Because, like, I was, like, since it, it can transform into anything that it, like, wants to. Like, if, like, someone needed a, like, kidney transplant, like, could it become a kidney? But, like... It, it can't, so, like, the book's about how the company is, like, working towards, like, mining more Nixia and, like, making it more accessible. Accessible to everybody. So, So is science fiction something that you guys really like? Did you like this genre? Yeah. Yeah. It's something, yeah, you like it? It appeals to you? Yeah, I liked books like Hunger Games, which is, and Divergent and Maze Runner. I liked those books. Those were interesting to me. Before, it didn't really appeal to me, but after we learned about it in class and realized what it truly is instead of, we used to think, oh, it's just, like, aliens or, like, robots. <laughs> now we actually know it could be, like, anything that could happen, anything supernatural, anything that could happen in the future that we don't know or in, like, an alternate universe. And now we actually want to read it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because, like, be- like before, I was geared more towards, like, realistic fi- fiction because it was, like, something that... I could relate to but like after like learning about it in class and things it's like interesting to like to, to like wonder like what could happen next in our world wondering is so powerful yes. so powerful all right miss plunkett's in the room also so i didn't know do you have anything to share with us too as the seventh grade language arts teacher do you have any thoughts or do you want to ask this group some questions yeah, actually, I'm wondering, I know Rathika and Jalen have attended Family Book Night in the past. I'm wondering, now that you guys know that Nixia is our choice for the spring, are you guys going to be there? Do you think that... Yes. yes. I'm going to be there. If I can get my hands on a book, yes. Oh, yeah. We can make that happen. We can make that happen because I do have three books that um, I got the um, Sky Rankin to sign. And I'll be giving them away. So one is going to go to House of Draco, one's going to go to oh, Phoenix, nice. and one's going to go to Orion. Um, and I will work with your, your teachers to select the winner. So maybe you'll get a, a free book with the signature in it. Um, and I know that there um, is some extras that are floating around the building as well. So check in with Mrs. Kramer because I think we have some copies in the library. You could also go to the public library and pick one up. And um, they're actually on sale, too, So um, with Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all that stuff, too. So they're easily. But I know a lot of kids got them. So since you're, you're like, almost through the book, you're pretty much getting through the book. So he'll be done by the time <laughs> family, family book night um, happens. And it sounds like it's still, like, you could still... Um, take part in the discussion. So family book night is coming up April April 19th, 19th or 29th. 
We have a flyer. I will attach that to our notes. I guess I should have had that out, um, but it is in April, and I will attach that to the podcast notes below. So look for that. Any last words that anybody wants to? How did you feel doing this podcast? It was really fun, guys. It Make sure to fun. follow your yeah. dreams, you know? I try Inspiration to, for anybody that's out there, seventh grade parents. Try to act like it's just a normal conversation. Yes. Yeah. Pretend you're on the radio. Yeah. I know. This has been really fun. I'm, like, yeah. super impressed with you guys. You did I'm a so great impressed. job. <laughs> and so I'm going to call on you guys a you know, after this too, to say like, what else should we put out there for kids to hear? Or do we just keep doing book conversations? Because this, I learned a really, I learned a lot from you guys today. So thank you so much for being here and sharing. And I know that some of you just um, missed your lunch, but we'll get you through. <laughs> all right. So that is all from LMS. Um, and like I said, check the show notes, our notes below about the upcoming family book night. Um, we will be reading next year, um, and some of us have already started, so it's going to be an exciting one in April, and you'll get to see these students live if you cho uh, choose to join us for that evening. It's always a fun night, so thanks for listening. Bye.